Hey, it's Ryan Doyle from TDR's Guaranteed Money. Imagine a market of 64 million people being underserved and largely ignored. You're going to meet the company who's about to change all of that as we get rolling. Hey, it's Ryan Doyle from TDR's Guaranteed Money. We wanted to profile this company and have this conversation, and it's been in the making for a couple of months. Fifth Street Gaming Digital, back in March, announced the launch of its Spanish-language media hub, Hefebet.com. And FSG Digital, for those who don't know, is the interactive arm of Fifth Street Gaming, a full-service hospitality and casino management company that is based in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. They have catered to the Latino community and that market since 2006. Here to talk a little bit about the company, Seth Shore, who is the CEO and co-founder of FSG Digital, and Seth Young, the CSO and co-founder of FSG Digital. Gentlemen, welcome to the program. Nice to have you. Good morning, Ryan. Thanks for having us. Uh, yeah, pleasure, Ryan. Let's, let's start off with the, the demographics of this all, because I find this particularly fascinating. We're talking about one of the fastest-growing demographics in the United States in the Latino community. 63 million people that identify as Latino in the United States alone, 12 million that speak Spanish as a first language. So we know the potential market is there. How do you go about connecting them with the gambling space? Uh, I'm happy to take this one first. So this is a, a fantastic question, Ryan. I think what we know is that we have a tremendously large uh, population of, of those that identify as Latino or Hispanic in the United States. And historically, there's been almost nothing that caters to this demographic. And I use the word catering because a lot of companies will try and pander, but nobody really caters with authentically good content uh, that, that you know is really built by the community and for the community. And one of the biggest uh, initiatives that we've taken on with Hefebet.com and launching this this brand for the uh, Latino audience in the United States is through uh, creating value through authentic content. Um, so we have a tremendous amount of proprietary written content uh, being delivered each week on Hefebet.com uh, that's both uh, written by uh, Hispanic writers, Spanish native language writers. Uh, it's all Spanish first. We have English and Spanish content in addition to a tremendous amount of um, Interesting content on game predictions and game recaps with 11 podcasts live and more to come, 11 podcasts with their own episode streams, uh, with a, a free-to-play daily fantasy sports site called Jefe Vet Pronosticos y Deportivos in the iOS and App Store, uh, and a tremendous amount of stuff that that's sort of uh, coming on the back here. Really, the initiative for us is to build a brand and, and be, um, I guess, be synonymous with gambling and entertainment for the Latino Hispanic audience in the United States uh, in, a, in a space where there historically has been nothing uh, that's that's catered to them. Uh, Seth, sure. We'll use last names here as well, just because to make it a little easier for everybody to follow along at home that's watching or listening. Uh, you've got a, a rich background in this. I mentioned since 2006, you've been involved in the, the Latino market. How helpful has that been uh, in launching something like this? Yeah, no, it's been incredibly helpful. It's our huge advantage. It gives me great confidence that everything Seth just said isn't hyperbole and, you know, well-meaning thoughts. We, we've been doing that for 15 years, uh, albeit in the land-based and brick-and-mortar environment. We've learned how to create uh, festivals, concerts, entertainment offerings, um, that nobody else, no other casino in Las Vegas does, period, no, no, nobody. Um, and that took you know, well over a decade uh, to understand what our guests wanted and then how to 
procure and curate such activities. N not easy. That you know we have to have deep roots um, into Mexico and Central America uh, to work with promoters, bring in bands and entertainment, uh, which is what the audience here in Las Vegas wants. Same thing with our food offerings, uh, and same thing with even our, our casino marketing uh, strategy as well. Yeah, it's it's interesting because you talk about what what this particular part of the market wants, and, and I think what Seth Young said was quite interesting, the idea that you don't want to pander. Because I think people, no matter what their ethnicity or nationality or background, people can smell bullshit pretty easily. People can smell out the idea that you're trying to pander versus really getting some roots in the community. Either one of you can kind of talk a little bit further about that, because I find that part uh, of this business model quite interesting. Yeah, well, well, for sure. Look, Seth and I are leaders of this business. Uh, I'll speak for myself. You know, my, my role in any business that I lead is making sure that I put together the right resources, the right team, and then give them the tools to succeed. So in Las Vegas, doing that meant uh, recruiting and hiring and training the best people from within the Latino community. So our uh, Latino casino, which will be rebranded as Jefe Bet, uh, hopefully by World Cup of this year, if not certainly by December, um, has been led by Cynthia Cabal, who is a Latino woman for, for over 15 years. Um, that's authentic, right? She is embedded in the community. And then, of course, her staff uh, are all uh, Latino. Um, we're doing the same thing here. As Seth mentioned, all of that original content that he was describing, the 100 plus articles a week are all written, you know, uh, by people uh, uh, in Latin America and uh, uh, U.S. Uh, Hispanic uh, uh, writers. Seth Young, when you look at the, the content itself, do you have to tweak things? Do you find that the, the Latino community is just as interested in what's going on in North America as, as people outside of the Latino community? It's a very interesting question. We've had a lot of learnings, and we continue to have a lot of learnings. We've been live, I'd say, for for three, four months uh, after working, uh, doing a tremendous amount of work on the infrastructure uh, to build everything with best practices. And um, what we're seeing is that there are a lot of different cohorts within this cohort, so to speak. Um, some people like to engage in English, some like to engage in Spanish, some like boxing, some like soccer, some like both. Um, you know, I think we, for us, what what we do, at least with our content, um, you know, the Latino in the United States that's in, in, in Florida may not be the same as Latino in the United States that's in California or Arizona or Nevada. Um, whereas on, on the west side, uh, I guess the west coast area, as you move west, it, it trends, it tends to be more Mexican. Whereas if you go more southeast, it tends to be more Latin Caribbean. So we, we try to localize um, some of the content, some of the creative uh, that, that we sort of put out uh, to it, it really cut across all segments of the market. But what we are seeing is that um, the majority of the consumers in the United States of the 64 million tend to be Mexican, right? Uh, and then there's a lot of Dominican and Puerto Rican, um, you know, and then a lot of El Salvadoran and, and so on. So um, we, I guess, cater most of our content um, to a Mexican audience, which is uh, largely the same audience as we see at the at the retail properties, um, with some exceptions. But yeah, I think um, the upshot for me is that this is still mainstream America, even if many people don't think it is. Um, it's 64 million people is is nearly a quarter of the the, the U.S. populace, uh, at least the adult addressable market. Uh, 
so it's still the same base proclivities as anybody else may have that lives in this country. It's just a different language potentially and, and different interests that they may follow. One of the reasons that we started this in the first place is that the, the experience for entertainment for gambling, whether it's sports or casino or otherwise, is very, very fractured uh, for this particular demographic in the United States. So trying to encapsulate a lot of things in one place is very interesting in its own right. Uh, and as we grow the brand, you know, we look for our audience to continue to tell us what they want, what they want to read and what they want to listen to. Uh, and we are listening. Uh, Seth Shore, you mentioned resources. In the spring, uh, you closed a funding round led by Sharp Alpha Advisors and ACES Investments. Uh, for those who don't know, Sharp Alpha Advisors is, of course, a venture capital firm that focuses on iGaming and sports wagering investments. Uh, tell me about the importance of securing these funds and what that will do and what it allows you to do with your brand. Yeah, no, it's it's incredibly important. Obviously, building a business uh, takes money. Uh, but more importantly, all of our investors, every one of them, from the two you mentioned, uh, to a few of our other major shareholders, including Green Tube uh, Interactive, and even all of our individual shareholders, which there's another half a dozen or so, every single one of them is strategic. Not one check was just for the money, uh, but all because of the value uh, that they bring, whether it's uh, their own experience and advice in the gambling space, their resources, other companies they've invested uh, in, which could be and have been good partners for us. Uh, and then certainly their propensity to continue to invest as our company grows. As Seth mentioned, we just got started with the digital side of things. Once again, retail, land-based, we've been doing that a very, very long time. And there are some major developments happening in Las Vegas, as I mentioned this year. Uh, but digitally, uh, we have a long way to go. And we made sure to put together um, investors that shared our long-term vision and know that they're in it for the uh, for the long term, right? Yeah, Ryan, if I might pop in here just to, do. to dovetail that, I think, I think it's an important point. All of our investors, everybody that's on the cap table, understands that we are in many ways perpetuating a cultural shift in the United States in how content is consumed, content is created. Um, we want to create jobs and create opportunities for, um, you know, for Latinos and Hispanics in the United States in a market where they really do not over-index uh, as a percentage uh, of the populace. It tends to be a completely different uh, makeup, uh, at least on, on, on some, some of the higher levels or at least from an entrepreneurial pursuit perspective. Um, so we really... Uh, we're very lucky with with the groups that we were able to put um, uh, on the back of us, and and we intend to expand in the future, and uh, are very excited about uh, those that make uh, may come on and participate with us in the future. Yeah, let, let me further that conversation because I I loved it when the, the original announcements were made, and you know you guys grabbed headlines and kudos to you when it came to Hefe Bet, and you know everybody said first Latino uh, you know based organization that that's going to. Uh, conquer this part of the, the market. Uh, when we talk about the, the numbers here, what kind of revenue potential are we looking at, Seth Shore? That's uh, a great question. Uh, probably uh, not information I, I, I could share at this moment, but what I will tell you is there are multiple verticals and revenue streams that we're exploring. Um, the first thing that we built, ironically, from because I am a casino operator and have been for nearly 30 years, the first thing we actually built you know, wasn't an online casino, but it was a media site. We felt that that was important. If you've noticed what the very successful operators, mobile operators have done in the United States over the past you know, handful of years, 
they generally have launched their mobile app first, their transactional app first, and then followed with media deals, their own media site, their influencers. We decided to flip the script and do it the other way first. Um, and so that's what we're focused on, building a brand, building a media platform, starting to introduce some interactivity like the Daily Fantasy uh, app that Seth uh, discussed. We have a very, very unique and innovative uh, bingo app. Uh, it's actually Lotteria, which is Mexican bingo, uh, which will be launched uh, hopefully by Mexican Independence Day on September 16th, if not very close. Um, if the developers are listening, right, I'm putting it out there, guys. <laughs> no so pressure, no pressure. All right, no, no pressure, no <laughs> pressure. Um, and uh, look, we do, we will, we will be uh, operating a real money uh, gaming uh, online casino um, at some point in the not too distant future, um, exploring all sorts of strategies. So not trying to avoid the question, um, but really just put it out there that the revenue, um, there's many, many revenue uh, opportunities and we'll, we will be capitalizing. Yeah, on and you know, let me pick up on the other point that you made then, Seth Young, you know, it's fascinating to me because I've interviewed a lot of CEOs in the space at this point. I mean, my show's only, what, about five, six months uh, young, but we've had a, a number of people that have come in and had conversations with me about it. And I find, not to name names and not to be pejorative, but a lot of these companies do exactly what Seth just talked about. They put the, I don't want to say they put the cart before the horse, but they set everything up, they've got everything in place, and then they say to themselves, what are we going to do about content? And a lot of the time I feel that there's swimming for answers and not exactly finding out exactly where to turn. You know, I, I think it's a, it's a tremendous point, right? There's a lot of commoditized tech, a lot of commodity projects, uh, but this one is not either of those things. I mean, the, the infrastructure that we've built is, is unique. Um, the market that we're addressing is relatively ignored, uh, if not just completely underserved. Uh, so I think, you know, when we talk about authenticity and we talk about revenue, those two things are, are sometimes mutually exclusive at the outset. You know, we'd like to drive revenue. Anybody would when they're um, when they're building a business. But more importantly for us, at least in this moment, uh, is is building a community in an authentic way, because that leads us to opportunities to uh, drive revenue in the future um, with an audience that trusts us uh, and and wants to communicate with us. So as long as we can build sustainable communication funds, which is our, our intention, um, you know, we believe that we can find the great product market fits that we're looking for. Look at the sports betting companies right now in the United States. There are two that have a Spanish language app and both, um, you know, don't necessarily have meaningful market share uh, in the U.S. So we know that other groups are now looking at this, but we also know that we're effectively opening a market and we will become the experts in, in, in uh, Hispanic media and Hispanic uh, gambling proclivities in the United States. Seth Shore, what has reaction been like in early days? Uh, from within yeah. the community, yeah, no, no, it's been it's been uh, very positive. Um, you know what I've found every time that um, I built a company that is a little off the mainstream, as long as it's done in an authentic way. I know we're using that word, uh, and it's a bit of a cliche, but we really mean it. Uh, it's 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 always been well received, and I, I think this is. Um, this is no different, you know, we're uh, uh, internally, um, we're, let's just say the, uh, the response has been finally. Okay. Finally. 
right? Finally, think. something for us. And and uh, you know, internally, we uh, we were just uh, all together last week talking about what the response has been, what we want the message to be to the community. And it's you know, finally, there's something uh, for this audience. You know, Seth mentioned some of the other um, some uh, mobile operators that are uh, you know, having their translating their app into Spanish. Great. You know, why not? That, that's silly. I'm pretty sure like most websites for 20 years, like you click a button, you sure. have another language. To me, that's like, that's remedial, right? I mean, doesn't Google have that technology where we should have everything in every language? That's like scratching the surface. To me, it's like, it's almost offensive if that's your Latino strategy. Honestly, like it, that that's, you know, it, it, it's, it's obvious and, and you might as well do it. It's just so much more than that. Uh, and, and once again, I can speak from a position of authority and experience of what we saw work uh, in Las Vegas. It wasn't just translating signs in Spanish, but all of the staff, the influencers, the image on the art, all Latino, um, you know, the right bands, the right people. It's just it's just cultural knowledge that one has to have to be able to deliver this experience in, in an authentic way. Language is, is, is one small piece of it. And Ryan, you ask what the response has been, you know, for me, outside of finally, it's there's been a lot of, I can't believe nobody else is sure. doing it. And on, on its face, it seems so obvious, right? Uh, but the truth is exactly what Seth said. It's extremely but, nuanced. But that, uh, to, to, you know, what, what Seth's talking about, I think that's from with outside of the Latino community, from the business community and the investment community, they're saying exactly that. Like, really, nobody's doing this? They're surprised. Latino community isn't they're used to being ignored it's it's sad it's terrible it's a you know it's there are all sorts of reasons for it which I don't know that this podcast sure. we need to go Fair into enough. them uh, but this it, but it is uh, un, un, sadly um, the community is used to being uh, ignored and so that's where that uh, essence of you know finally uh, I feel has uh, has been the response from within the community. You know, let's continue down that that road because, you know, I think it is a fairness issue when we talk about people that are excluded from the space. You know, when we talk about the Latino community, I think that is a, a fairness issue. I love what you guys are doing, but when we talk about it from a brick-and-mortar point of view, uh, you're refurbishing your Lucky Club Hotel and Casino in North Las Vegas. It's going to be dedicated as a Latino gaming venue. I want to know what that looks like. I'd really like to know what the inside looks like. Would I be welcome in a space like this? Yeah, great question. Um, so very, very excited about what we are doing uh, at the casino, uh, currently called Lucky Club. First of all, rebranding that casino to Hefe Bet. And we've partnered with an outfit out of Dallas, Texas called Ojos Logos. That is the preeminent Mexican sports bar chain in the United States. There's about 25 locations. Um, they were born as the Mexican Hooters, to give you an idea of what the experience will be like. Uh, the best uh, TV packages, the best Mexican food, really, really great uh, programming. And that food and beverage sports bar experience will be in the center of the casino. So the casino box is a 25,000 square foot box. There's a hotel next to it. There's a night Latin nightclub next to it. There's a event center in the backyard. But the casino box will have the food and beverage right in the center. So the sports bar in the center of the box with all the gaming equipment and devices around uh, the restaurant. Uh, and then TVs uh, around the perimeter of the casino, making this 
the first truly integrated sports bar, casino, sports book um, really ever done. Um, so we're very, very excited about that. It'll be a very unique experience. Um, all of the staff is Spanish speaking. You know, we do anticipate that 80, 90% of the guests, you know, will be Latino. Of course, you're welcome, Ryan. And I think that, uh, you know, anybody who uh, likes great Mexican food, um, wants to watch soccer and be in an energetic environment, um, you know, will enjoy it. Uh, that being said, if um, Liga MX is competing with, you know, an NBA event and you're into the NBA, you probably want to go somewhere else, right? The programming is for the Latino community, soccer first, Spanish first, you know, regardless of any other uh, right, that takes a lot of boxes wants. for me as a soccer fan. I love Mexican food. This is fantastic. And, you know, I hear this and I think this all through this interview, I'm thinking this is such a no brainer. This makes such sense because, you know, you really are excluded if you don't have access to those kind of things in regular, let's say, traditional uh, sports books and whatnot. Seth Young, I also understand there's some sort of event center in the works as well. Yeah, and just uh, before I answer that, I mean, that's what really sets us apart from uh, from anybody else that may do this, is we have the experience on the retail side. We have the ability to integrate with interesting projects uh, that, that the sister company or parent company of History Gaming controls, uh, and a lot of expertise across the market. So it's very, very exciting uh, and really puts us in a standalone position. But the event center is also pretty cool. There's another property that Fifth Street Gaming operates called the Silver Nugget, and we recently rebranded that event center to be called the Hefebet Event Center. Uh, fits a lot of People, five to seven thousand inside, and maybe up to twenty twenty five thousand on the outside. Where we've held uh, festivals like La Feria, uh, which was one of the largest, if not the largest, um, gathering uh, for the Latino community in Las Vegas. Period. Full stop. Uh, so the programming. In, in some in a place like that uh, is uh, you know traditional banda music norteño music national acts that come through the United States and happen to stop in Las Vegas at this property as a cultural center uh, for Latino music and entertainment uh, so we really like the idea of continuing to perpetuate events there they could be different in the future as uh, just a lot in the works and, and a lot that we can do with Jefe Bet uh, alongside the, uh, the you Brooklyn know I'm, I'm glad we had the conversation about the brand and about what is to come because I think that is a very interesting segment that is again you know being largely ignored and i'm glad you guys are doing something about that uh you're both also very well versed in the world of gaming and interactive gaming and in that space i would be remiss if i didn't pick your brain for a little bit uh and lean on your expertise if i could um uh, seth shore we'll start with you you know i was doing i was doing a written piece for the dales report about FanDuel ceo amy howe last week talking about consolidation being practically inevitable in the space how big do you think consolidation is going to be in the sports wagering space? And how do the smaller companies out there, outside of your own, survive against the giants out there? Yeah, it's a good question. Look, I think there's so much unknown. I mean, the first question in my mind is, is there a consolidation with online casino and sports betting, right? Even your question today so focused on sports betting, I think it's a different answer if the composition and makeup of online gaming didn't change and was, you know, if online casino didn't become a thing and uh, sports betting was all we did, um, to me, that changes the value and strength of FanDuel. Uh, instead, if you told me in 10 years from now there was online casino in two thirds of the country, that's a completely different business. And that I think is the elephant in the room that 
people speculate on what the future looks like. I don't think anybody uh, knows for sure. Um, I think there will be consolidation. Um, I think there are also, contrary to what you're saying, will actually be new players in the space that are, that are not operating today. Um, so, you know, sadly, there are, are likely some operators today that, that will be no longer or will be a part of a larger company, uh, but there will be new players in the space as well. Um, my personal belief, and it's just my opinion, um, is, you know, the, the, the uh, mobile operators that have uh, brick and mortar casinos on either their own casinos or relationships with casinos and restaurants will have an advantage over pure uh, mobile operators, especially when it comes to online casino. But you know, very when you early, say when you uh, say there will be small. new players in the space, are you t what size of those players are you are you are you predicting? Are we talking about bigger players? Because I mean, we've heard they came out. I was going to say we've I'm heard not, the names like the world of you know Fanatics. Obviously, has is dipped more than a toe into the water. Are we looking at that scale? Or are we looking perhaps at a, a mixture of all? Yeah. No. Look. I mean, everyone. You know, Fanatics is is, is the obvious example. Um, so as much as I'm a believer in the long-term value of online casino, when it comes to sports betting, which is far more transactional, far, far more financially based, um, you know, there likely could be tech companies that, you know, will dip their toe in the water that, you know, aren't today, especially as sports betting uh, becomes, you know, more an accepted part of our, uh, of our landscape and just, you know, part of, watching sports um so we'll, we'll, we'll see but i i don't think there's any company that's too big um that you i wouldn't be surprised Seth, if they, uh, yeah go ahead hey, ryan look i've been I've, I've been quoted in the past as saying there's going to be a lot of carcasses on the side of the road when this is all said and done and i stand by that you know to seth's point you know in sports betting it's a capital intensive exercise it's a low margin business um online casino is is where a lot of groups you know would like to make their money but the value chain for 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 gambling entertainment doesn't stop at just sports and online casino there's plenty of other verticals that have sort of yet to be mastered or or integrated for the mainstream think skill gaming uh or or things like that. So, uh, you know, I think we have a lot of game development that's going to occur over the next, say, five years as the market continues to expand. Consolidation is a real thing. It's going to happen across all sectors of the value chain in the gambling market. Uh, I do believe that you're going to see some companies fail. You'll see some contracts turnover, allowing other groups to come in for market access. You'll see non-performing deals, uh, you know, not be renewed uh, by the master license holder. Uh, so you should see companies of, of every size really coming in. Um, could be the behemoths that have uh, sort of waited for the market to settle. It could be homegrown businesses that uh, have niches uh, like a Hefe bet, for example. So um, there's, we're in the early innings here and it's the largest gambling market in the world that's gonna regulate, uh, you know, unless China does, right? So it's by far the most attractive crown jewel asset uh, on the globe. Uh, Gentlemen, I appreciate the candor and the conversation. We'll have to have you back because I am fascinated by the business model that you outlined today for our, our viewers and our listeners. So thanks for taking the time to do it. Thanks, Ryan. Tremendous. Thank you. Hey, thanks for watching. This is the part where we put you to work just a little bit. So like, subscribe, and of course, tap the bell to get alerts for when new content comes out. Leave a comment if you can. And if you really liked what you saw, share it on social media, won't you?